Welcome, this is the Change Creator Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Change Creator Podcast show. Thank you for being here. And if you missed our last episode, it was with Drew Dudley. He talks about how to become a better leader that makes a difference in this crazy world. And we know we need better leaders these days, right? So that's an episode. If you missed it, go back, check it out. I think you guys are going to get a lot of good nuggets out of that from Drew. This week, we are talking with the one and only Perry Marshall. If you guys don't know Perry Marshall, um, he is probably one of the most expensive and sought after business consultants out there. Um, You know, he's he knows a lot about you know the psychology of business. He actually wrote the book um, eighty twenty sales and marketing. This is actually a book that uh, is in a lot of the major courses in business schools. So several business schools actually use this book as course material. Um, Needless to say, he is a very good marketer, and he has been doing this for a long time. So his experience is amazing. So we're gonna have a fun conversation with Perry in just a minute. And if you haven't been to changecreator.com for a while. You can go there and check that out. We have updated our magazine pricing. It's now 99 cents a month and just $10 for the year. And guess what? The app has a major update, guys. So this is super exciting. We actually have an RSS feed now running into the app. So you're going to get all access to our library of magazines, and you're going to get access to all the new articles that go out on changecreator.com. They will automatically flow and populate into the app. So now you have everything in one place. You're going to have your conference guide. You're going to have your magazines. You're going to have your special editions. And then on another tab, you're going to have all the articles that are coming through from changecreator.com. So we have very quick and easy access. Uh, The other big update is our Captivate program. We are working on the third version. So this is now the Captivate method, and it's 3.0. And we are in the depths of making this baby happen. And we have gotten so much incredible feedback from people. We are excited to roll this out. So we're looking at a September, late September-ish rollout, uh, maybe mid-September if we can keep things going as quick as they have been. Um, And it's gonna be really cool, guys. Powerful stuff through the application of taking what we're teaching around marketing and storytelling and strategy and all this stuff and really applying it to build automated systems for your business uh, so that going forward you have sustained growth. Uh, so yeah, that's exciting stuff. And you guys check that out. There is a wait list right now. If you go to the Captivate landing page, you can get on the wait list for the announcements. All right. Um, all right, guys, I don't want to hold you up any longer. We're going to dive into this conversation with Perry and really talk about what he has going on and tap into that marketing expertise. Okay. Show me the heat. I know you're going to dig this. Hey, Perry, welcome to the Change Creator Podcast show. How are you doing today? Uh, it's a beautiful and very warm day in Chicago. So, um, and and it's, there's a nice big bushy green tree outside my window, and it's <laughs> fun to look at it. So, how are you doing this, this afternoon? I'm doing pretty awesome. Um, I'm in Miami. It's also warm, and the weather is nice. Sun is shining, so can't complain over here either. Um, I don't have a tree outside my window, but um, I do have some water. <laughs> <laughs> so let's dive into what you have going on in your world uh, today. Um, I know that you've done, you got a lot of incredible experience and I just want to hear like, what's the latest right now? What's going on? Well, the absolute latest, which I would say is an, uh, in some sense, a lesson in 80, 20, I've had a, a project called evolution 2.0 uh, now for um, well about, about five years um, to the 
to the external world much longer than that for me internally. And I, uh, I, I organized a technology prize to solve one of the deepest problems in science. And um, something very interesting happened to me. So um, as of about um, a couple months ago, it was a $5 million prize. We're searching for origin of the genetic code, which is, um, it's really a very relevant problem to everything because if we could solve this, we would also actually have a real AI. Like Siri is as dumb as a box of rocks. Anybody noticed? Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't Siri, use it. Siri could not convince a six-year-old that it's a real person uh, for more than about 30 seconds, right? Um, I think if we could actually, we'd actually have real AI if we could solve this problem. And so I had a $5 million prize. Well, I get this email out of the blue from an Oxford professor who goes, hey, you don't know me, but blah, 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 bottom line, you know, me and this other professor would like to have you come to the Royal Society in Great Britain and talk about your prize and host a media event. Hmm. And uh, after I picked my jaw up off the floor, because uh, the Royal Society is basically the most prestigious scientific organization yeah. in the world. Um, I'm like, uh, yes, sir, I'll be there. And then I flew into action and... Um, and I went to all the the backers that had turned me down before, and I got a couple more to come on board, and it enabled me to raise my price to ten million dollars, and it it got um, it got uh, run in the Financial Times two days later. Now, um, so why am I telling you about this? Well, I guess the first reason is because you asked, but. <laughs> yeah. What, what does this have to do with like the average entrepreneur? Well, I, I want you to think about it like this. Um, I am, I have an electrical engineering degree from the University of Nebraska, and I do marketing consulting for a living. And uh, about ten years ago, I was so um, distraught at certain things in science that I decided to write an evolution book. And the question is, how does a guy with a bachelor's degree in electrical engineering who does marketing consulting for a living get invited to the Royal Society? Mm. Okay. Well, believe me, it wasn't because of some wacky publicity stunt or, I don't know, some trick I came up with on LinkedIn or, or any <laughs> anything like that at all, okay? Here's what it was. What it really was was I identified a very, very basic fundamental problem that nobody has solved, and I came up with a new way of skinning the cat that was completely legit, um, and... And what I, that, that's, that's how I got to the Royal Society. Like, well, 10 million real dollars by real investors and a properly defined definition of the problem and um, relationships. And uh, so like along the way, I got the leading geneticist at Harvard Medical School on my judging panel. And, and so I'm a complete outsider in that business. Okay. okay yeah. I'm not, I'm not a credentialed scientist, but, and, and here's what I found. What I found was that the average typical rank and file scientist 
wouldn't touch my project with a 10-foot pole. And it's not because they didn't think it was interesting, but it was because I was too much of an outsider and they couldn't, you know, most of them can't really take risks. Um, the, The ones that did take interest and did um, play ball were the Titans. Actually, they were the, they were the big guys who are bulletproof. And now I think there's actually a, a very deep lesson in this. And, and here's what it is. Most people only try to solve superficial surface level problems. Right. And so, like, if you look at any profession, I don't care if it's scientists or chiropractors or injection molding machine makers or podcasters or anybody, okay, most people, they'll only, they'll only tackle the easy problems. Yeah, yeah, it tends to happen that way. And, the, and, they'll, and, they'll, and they'll, they'll collect a paycheck. Right. Um, I think... Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to look around you and ask yourself, what is the biggest, baddest, deepest problem that I have any chance of solving and that I actually have some idea how you might go about doing that and then mount a campaign to actually take it out? Right. Um now, this is not like quick and easy advice that you can do in like three hours, okay? Um, this project, I've actually been working on it for 15 years. Um, uh, 10 years in earnest in the form that it's become now, okay? But, um, again, I mean, how many people do, go do anything at the Royal Society, and I'm not I'm not bragging. I don't I always give get you the impression. Okay. I'm just saying when you deal with really like when you go to the roots of things, or I like to say the bottom of the swamp, where you like you touch like it's not like the bottom of the swamp isn't swampy, the bottom of the swamp, like there's granite down there. There's limestone now, like there's cement. It's like there is a solid rock bottom. When you get to the rock bottom of problems, you're in a whole different playing field and you have a whole lot less competition. Right. Um, and, and that is so different from the usual advice that people are giving. I think that's what we should be talking about today. Yeah, I agree 100%. And do you have, um, just based on your experience and, you know, I know you have a lot of experience in the marketing consulting world and all that kind of stuff. And we could talk a little bit about the 80, 20, but based on what you're talking about and taking on bigger problems, um, just the thought process. Cause I, I think you're right. I mean, there's a lot of people that have taken it at the surface level and they say, um, you know, what's the easiest problem I could solve the itch and get a paycheck. And, you know, part of what we're all about is, is getting into systems thinking and taking on bigger and uh, larger problems that are solving real social issues. So it does take a different mindset and, um, I guess, you know, if it's something that you're passionate about and it aligns to your values, you might have more motivation around it. I'm wondering if you have thoughts around, you know, just approaching those larger problems and the the thought processes around it. Yeah. So first of all, I just want to point out that 
when when we're talking about getting to the bottom of the swamp, this doesn't just have to be gigantic global issues. Okay, this could be the immediate problems that are on your desk right now in in the course of, you know, what came up this afternoon at work. It could be that. But what I'm talking about is that you actually get to the the root of the problem instead of putting it a band-aid on it. So right. So let me let me give you like a a marketing example that anybody listening to this can understand. So um, so you say, hey, you know, I've been advertising on Facebook, but the clicks are too expensive and I can't afford to do this anymore. Um, and so then somebody says, why? Right. Well, because I'm not getting enough, get enough click through rate. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Well, we, so we go fix that uh, by writing better ad copy or having better pictures, and then we get a better click-through rate. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, oh, you know, I still actually have great ads, and they have a quality score of nine, but I, st- but I still can't afford the click prices. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Well, maybe then the next answer is, oh, well. You're trying to sell. F- uh, $20 eBooks in a market that's selling $5,000 Mediterranean cruises and the economics of the cruise companies are way better than yours. So there's no way you could do that. Right. And then, and then, and then we go, well, why are you selling eBooks? Why don't you sell cruises? And you go, oh, well, like that's too hard. Right. Or, or, or maybe, maybe then you start selling cruises because, you work out a deal with some some other company, but some other company is kicking your ass, and 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 they can pay twice as much as you can. And you go, why? And it's because they have a back end, and they can afford to acquire a, a customer at a break even or even a loss, and not make any money because they're going to make money three months, six months, twelve months down the road. Yeah. And, and, and then you say, oh, well, well, why can't we do something even better than that? Or, and, and where it's going to usually end up taking you is, well, you know what, people, we need to design a fundamentally better, more appealing vacation than everybody else's Mediterranean cruise. And your real problem is you're just a lookalike, like you're just like everybody else. Okay, so you you could go through all these layers, right? You could read a whole book on Facebook advertising and then you could fix that part of a problem, but but you still have a problem. Like, and that might not fix the problem at all because, because you're trying to sell $20 eBooks and your competition is selling $5,000 cruises and there's no way like ever that your economics would ever keep up with that right and and so and so if you ask why five times you're probably getting pretty close to the actual root of the problem and what i find what i find is true is when you finally start getting to that to why number 4 or why number 5 most people don't even want to go there they're starting to cringe they're like oh my word like, is that what we're going to have to do? And a lot of times you find out you, you, you've you been putting your ladder of success on the wrong wall. 
Like you don't even have the right giant objective to begin with. And then, and then what happens is, is there's all these shallow people going around going, Oh, well, you know, I'll get you 10,000 clicks to your website for only $179. You need me. Right. And like, that's, you know, if it if it ever works at all, it's only a Band-Aid, and it probably isn't even going to work anyway. But then desperate people who don't really want to fix their real problems, they'll fall for it. Um, and this happens just all the time. Right. And so what, if you ask why five times, you will probably get to the real answer. Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. I love that you brought it up, and it's such an important exercise, and it's actually something, a small piece of something that we take people through in one of our programs as well. And, you know, you mentioned that people cringe. And in our, you know, members, like, private group, we ask people to share certain things so they can get feedback, and people are afraid to share their five whys. <laughs> they don't, they don't want to share it. So to your point, they're uncomfortable with how deep it goes, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a common and thing. so... Yeah, you know, all of our problems are a lot deeper than we than we think they are. And but again, I just like when when you go after the deep problems. So, for example, um, you know, I got famous in the marketing world for Google Ads, and I would have all these people come to workshops, and they're like, "Okay, so Perry's going to fix my Google Ads." And so here's a perfect example. So I had a guy. He was he was in the car shipping business. So if you want to ship your car from Dallas to Los Angeles on a truck, yeah, um, then these are the guys you call. And so he had taken our Google Ads courses and gotten reasonably good, and then uh, and then he signs up in this program and. I think what he thought was going to happen was we were just going to get better and better and better and better and better at Google ads. Right. And on the the first coaching call, I said, okay, so Michael, his name is Michael Strickland. Michael, why should I buy car shipping from your company instead of any and every other car shipper or broker out there because there's a ton of them yeah he's like uh and he he didn't really (laughs) have an answer okay and i said okay dude you're living on borrowed time i'd say you got about six months to figure out a really good answer to this question and lock it in place otherwise somebody's gonna eat your lunch and they're going to replace you. They're going to outbid you, and you're going to drown. You're going to be out of business. And so, so we went through a whole process that we call definitive selling proposition, where we started asking the systematic, methodical, attacking these questions. All right. So, what can he do better than everybody else? How uh, how can how can he have a guarantee? What kind of guarantee would we do? And, and what we ended up with was we created this, um, this guarantee. Uh, we, so if you go to shipacardirect.com, which is his website, you'll actually see it's got a picture of a blue Ford Mustang in, in the gloves, uh, in the white gloves of somebody holding it in his hand. Yeah. And, it, and it says, 
it says if your car experiences any damage, we pay the insurance deductible. We guarantee that your car gets there safe. Okay, now, all by itself, a guarantee like that is only sort of interesting. But see, this is this is where it actually kicks in because he was a broker. Like he's not a shipper. He's he finds the shippers. Yeah. yeah. Well, this means he's got to get shippers that aren't going to damage his cars. So now he's got to have an internal rating system for all the different shippers, and he's got it based on all his his previous experience. And so what he did was he created a system where all the different car shipping companies, there's a private bidding system where every time a, a job comes in, um, they they can all see that it's come in and they can bid on it. And they rank prioritize the ones. It's kind of like Yelp, except it's right. internal to them, right? Well, only the five-star guys ever get a job. Maybe once in a while, a four-star guy might get one. <laughs> but none of the threes or twos are ever going to get any any jobs. Okay, well, that's actually called network effect because he has a way of matching consumers to vendors yeah. with knowledge that is not available in general marketplace. And the bigger his company gets, the more of that knowledge he has, and it just snowballs. And this is how he became the number one car shipping guy in the industry. Okay. And, yeah. and, 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 and remember, he started thinking that his problem was Google ads. And what we did was he, we said, why, 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 why? And you can follow it all the way to, oh, well, now, now we have a private ranking system for all these trucking companies, and they all have scorecards and stuff. And that's why. Like, that's why you should buy from me. It's not even because I have a best, sexier Google ad. Right. It's like, look at all my testimonials. And then you look, he's got all these stars and all these reviews and it all feeds itself. Right. And that's because he asked why, 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 why? And I mean, believe me, on some of these coaching calls and some of these questions that we would be asking each other, it got to be nauseating and granular and and, you know, skullduggery to it's like, well, how do we build this thing out to the nth degree? But he's got it built out. Yeah. And it's a really valuable business. Yeah. Wow. That's a great example. Um, just to show the depth, because you're right, that differentiation, um, especially today. And I'm curious to get your perspective on something, um, which is, you know, you have your business differentiation, which is uh, powerful for the beneficiary, right? For the for the customer. And I'm curious as today, as people are, are um, going through these processes, um, you know, to talk about a differentiation, which is the the founder, like look at Blake Makoski with Tom's Shoes, and there's a major differentiation that nobody can copy or steal, which is his founder and origin story, the, the reason that Tom started and the val the values it aligned to, so his which guided all the decision making for Tom. So he's in Argentina, saw these kids with poverty, no shoes on, that kind of thing, and nobody could steal that story from him. And I'm curious if you're seeing an evolution in companies and how consumers are interested in people who are doing good business and they want to know who, who is this person and, and can I trust them and do I want to do business with them and, and buy their products? So I think there's a yin and a yang to this. Yeah. I think the yin is, is that your own story 
is the most unique thing in the world and nobody can steal it from you. And that is a great start. And the yang is on the back of that story, you need to build a business system that eventually nobody else's really great story can overcome because of what it's intrinsically able to provide. So I don't know whether Michael had a great story for his ship of car business. I don't recall that he really did. Um, but he was a little smarter than everybody else in some respects, and he had gotten ahead of everybody else. But then he had to turn that guarantee into a shipping network, and now, and and so now he has both sides. So it's kind of like, um, you know, there it's like you might need a temporary moat around your castle just to keep the uh, cowboys and Indians out. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it's made out of plywood and that might actually be okay for a little while, but eventually you need bricks and, you know, and and stones and moats and, and, and everything like that. Yeah. I think that makes sense. And, you know, if you don't have a great, you know, authentic origin story, then you need a great product story. (laughs) Right. So, right. Right. It doesn't necessarily have to be you, although your own personal story, certainly. And, and I find that, uh, you know, on really transactional products, these, these stories aren't such a big deal, but um, when when you get to highly considered purchases, yeah. or if if they're going to be following you for a long period of time, your personal story becomes more important than the particulars of your product. It's true, and I've interviewed people where even you know small companies who are having a big impact, they will have customers that say. I'm I'm so excited when I buy your product because um, I'm proud to be part of the story. I'm proud of like yeah. what you stand for, and so people are really into you know trying to make good decisions that they they're happy about like that. That's right. Yeah. So, so um, I know we're going to be closing out on time real quick, um, but you know, uh, man, you got so much I could pick your brain on between Facebook and uh, the eighty twenty. We didn't get to tap into too much. Um, I'd be curious, like, you know, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, as far as Facebook goes, um, you know, you kind of mentioned this, it's kind of like the tactics don't matter if you don't have like a strong foundation. So that if the strategy is broken, that, that actual, you know, the, the differentiation we've been talking about here and, you know, what really makes you stand out. Um, if that's not there, then all the tactics won't matter. Right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So do you have any insights just to close this out? Um, and I'm going to let you go uh, just on Facebook marketing, because everybody does want to win on Facebook, including our team. And we have certain successes with things, starting a sales funnel with like certain free downloads, right? Versus just trying to sell a product directly. So any any top level advice for the, the, the small budget um, starting entrepreneur who wants to get small wins through Facebook? Well, so I'll give you a quick tip and then a, and then a larger strategy. The quick tip is that I think almost all pay-per-click now starts with remarketing and retargeting. Yeah. And, and you, you start with that and you think of it as your inner concentric circle of the bullseye. And then you go, okay, so how can I expand this retargeting out a little further? Like, 
well, it could be retargeting people for five days instead of three days, for example, or two weeks instead of one week. And then how do I go to the next step? So that's a like just a really quick tactic. Yeah. yeah. The strategy is everything in online advertising is 80-20. It follows 80-20. It obeys 80-20. So it, with, with one minute to go here, I'll just tell a quick story. A yeah. week ago, I had beers with a friend of mine, not exactly from my business world, and he's getting ready to spend $206,000 on a two-year MBA program. And I said, hey, have you read my 80-20 sales and marketing book? And he goes, I have it, but I haven't read it. I, I said, look me in the eye. And I looked him in the eye. He looked me in the eye. I said, <laughs> this book is as valuable as a year of MBA school. And he goes, he, he's got a PhD from Cambridge already. And I said, he goes, are you serious? And I said, I'm serious. This book will totally change your life. We're, we sell it for $7 including shipping at sell8020.com. If you go buy it, you'll find out why. Um, if you understand 8020 at a deep level, you'll be able to figure out almost any Facebook problem at, at a level of principle. Okay. So I must go. It's been great, great talking to you today. Thank you for having me on. Uh, pleasure to have you, Perry. Appreciate your time and expertise and uh, keep up all the amazing work. Good luck with everything. Thank you. Take That's care. all for this episode. Your next step is to join the change creator revolution by downloading our interactive digital magazine app for premium content, exclusive interviews, and more ways to stay on top of your game. Available now on iTunes and Google Play or visit changecreatormag.com. We'll see you next time where money and meaning intersect right here at the Change Creator Podcast.